I'm Kevin McDermott, and this is the Faculty Profile Podcast. My guest today is John Michael Mason. A disclaimer right at the top that with today's guest, we're expanding the scope of the program a bit. While John Michael is not a faculty member, he is a dynamic leader making a huge impact on campus. A Trinity alumnus graduating with Honors Optimist with the class of 2012, John Michael was a Phi Beta Kappa inductee and received his master's degree with honors from Trinity last May. He was a distinguished student-athlete, a two-year captain of the Bantam track and field teams, and is currently serving as interim head coach of the men and men's and women's indoor and outdoor track and field teams, while our good friend and colleague George Souter is on sabbatical. John Michael is also the director and founder of the Trinity Film Festival. The festival, now in its fourth year, has quickly become a major event on campus and a renowned showcase for the very best undergraduate filmmakers in the country. The festival runs this year on May 2nd. Do not miss out. Go and see these outstanding films. And with that, it's a pleasure to welcome John Michael Mason to the Faculty Profile Podcast. Thanks for having me. That's a heck of an intro. Hey, thanks it. for being here. They're, they're your credentials, and I'm thrilled to talk to you about them. Awesome. Um, we, we're recording in the mill, and a, a quick uh, plug for our great relationship with the mill and our producer, Evan. But you um, had a big part in the mill during your time here. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. I'm excited to come back in this uh, recording studio space specifically. Um, the, the mill started in my early years at Trinity, and then I eventually became the technical director at the mill. And we always had a, a dream to have a functioning recording studio on campus and looking around the room I can see some of the the fixtures that I helped create and the soundproofing the sound uh, boards you built <laughs> specifically and, yeah. yeah and you know it, we, we got some very good support uh, from the Trinity community to, to make this this happen and this has always been a dream of some students and looking around hearing what you've been doing Kevin um, a lot of good work being done at the mill and that's very exciting for me so I haven't been back here to be honest in, in a, almost two years probably and uh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's well, it's great. I'm, I'm thrilled, and um, it's been a great relationship, again, with our producer, Eben, and, um, and the house here. Tell us a little bit more kind of philosophically about what the mill aims to do and kind of mm -hmm. what you, at the beginning, were looking to create um, with your, yourself and the other students who are involved. Absolutely. Well, we wanted to, to kind of expand Trinity's presence as an, as an artistic college, um, and we thought a cultural house could make a major impact on campus and we specifically voted down um, having anyone live in the house we didn't want it to become a, a space for any small group of people we wanted it to definitely be a community-wide space um, to come practice their art whether it be music or, f or film or poetry um, you know there's there's photography space in here there's space to be uh, a visual artist and I, I had never been a part of the Fred but I looked at the Fred uh, community space as a kind of a pillar of a lot of artistic stuff going on on campus. And then on the other side of campus, having the mill, I kind of looked at it as sort of, you know, the two towers on campus of constant, um, fun, creative, different stuff going on. Um, and the, the mill was striving and still strives, I believe, to create uh, an alternative on campus for, for being social. And um, from the very first years, we brought in some incredible musical acts and that mm -hmm. was primarily our draw for sure uh, and bands who have gone on to some degree of fame in at least the sort of Brooklyn or LA realms of of, of music yeah. and 
we got a lot of kids turning out for those shows, and yeah. they don't didn't pay much money. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's great to have those those spaces and that outlet. You know, we, we are sitting here in this recording studio that is just jammed full of <laughs> amps and speakers, drum kit, uh, guitars. Uh, the, our producer, Eben, was here recording with his band over spring break. So it's, a, it's an amazing space for, for students to have. And I, I mean, do you know how the structure of the of the, the, the building works? I mean, it's just an open club, right? And, yeah. like, if you want to use the space, you can kind of I mean, go about How do you go about it? So I'm, I'm sure the current students could expand better than I could if, yeah. if things have changed. But um, I belong to a lot of clubs and different organizations while I was a student, and I've remained in, in better contact with some than others. But the mill meetings had a lot of people there, uh-huh. and it was really nice to see. Um, it was tough for me as a student athlete. I was always late coming from practice. Um, but in the spring, I walked right off the track and you know walked across over to Vernon Street. And um, th- there was always so uh, a rather well put together executive board, as I believe every club is supposed to have on campus. But there's a president, there's a secretary, there's a treasurer, and then we had uh, a tech director, which is the role I took, um, a venue manager, a- anything, any kind of arts, arts house that wants to put on shows, yeah. um, can use and and all student run, like those all are students, all yeah. yep. student um, filled positions. Fred Alford, the former dean of students, he definitely supported. Uh, this space specifically a lot. He's an avid music fan and a musician. I've, I've played in here with the keyboard in the back over there with oh, nice. him on guitar. <laughs> I didn't know that about <laughs> yeah. Fred. No, no, he, he, loves, he loves classic rock, and he's kind yeah. of very quiet about it, but then he will jam for hours when he gets going. It's oh, unbelievable. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, at basically, if I could parse it down into what is great about the mill, it's that if you have a project you can carry it out. Yeah. You present it to the entire group. Um, if you're willing to lead it and build a consensus, there's people here who are creative and intelligent and, and will support you, and there's a space to, to carry it out. That's um, great. And that, I think that's very important for the college um, and something we should never take for granted, and I hope this continues to build. I mean, it was hard to, to turn. It, it just This is just a house, so building a recording studio out of an old house is not easy. So yeah. um, my props to how they've continued the project and, and done far better than, than I could accomplish in my couple of years. Yeah, well, everyone I've engaged with here has been really professional and passionate, enthusiastic, just wonderful people running this place, and it is a great resource for the college, and we're yeah, very thankful for our relationship with uh with the mill, so um, how did the film festival start? So you okay. you began this as an undergrad? Yeah. So I can give you the short version and the long version. I'll let you, I'll let you ask ask the questions. But it started um, as a, an idea and a concept um, in the fall of 2011, which is the beginning of my senior year. Mm-hmm. And what probably the story I usually tell of what sparked the idea in my mind was actually a smaller event we had done um, for Halloween with a film club that I started a few years before that called Trinity Film Society. Unbeknownst to me, that was the name of the original club that founded Cine Studio. Oh, no kidding. You know, 45 years ago. Okay. That, actually, their anniversary is this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. 45th anniversary. So Showing a great film, uh, Talking Heads. Talking Heads, right? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. One of my favorite concert films. It. And I hope students come see it because it's yeah. not something that's on their radar, but it's an incredibly highly rated documentary and an awesome band. Yeah, <laughs> um, David Pern is the man. Get out there and see it, students. Yeah. So, um, anyway, sorry. So Trinity Film Society. Yeah, Stop Making Sense is the film. Stop. I was blank- blanking on the name. Yeah. Um, Trinity Film Society was a club. So we, 
we basically just were a way for students to request funds from SGA to fundraise and to then hold events film-related at Cine Studio. So it's a film club that has the benefit of having one of the greatest venues in the country mm-hmm. to hold their film events. Uh, and because Cine Studio operates rather independently from the college, so it has no way of um, fundraising using Trinity resources, but Trinity allows it to exist on campus, and it's a great relationship. So long story short, um, we were doing a, a Halloween event around The Shining, mm-hmm. and um, we produced a... I produced and directed a um, a horror movie spoof um, b- to show before this film, and it was a fun film. It was kind of stupid, but it was interactive with the audience, so it actually achieved the desired effect and had quite a few screams as when thing was happening on screen, and also the the guy ran through the theater at the same time, and we we timed it very well, and it was fun. But I got to show my film, you know, that I wrote and directed and edited in a week, to 250 people that were maybe a third Trinity students and the rest Hartford community and other college students coming from Wesleyan and New Hart because they were excited to see The Shining on a big screen. Mm-hmm. And I had many friends in film school who labor on these projects um, that were far more deserving of an audience than mine probably was, and they show it to a classroom of, of their peers at film school. And it just seemed like that's not at all the payoff you should have. when You, you can give them a better venue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we could get an audience there, and we could make it a fun night, and they could really feel good about their craft. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the spark. Before that film, had you been a filmmaker, or uh, wh- uh, where is, what's your love of film? Like, what's that? where does that come from? I had, well, I'd been a sort of an amateur filmmaker in, in high school, absolutely. I'd, I didn't take any of our TV production classes at my high school, but for some reason or another, at Swampscott High School uh, on the North Shore of Boston, um, we had a very probably just because we had some great teachers in our TV production. Um, and then we had a new high school my senior year, and they built a TV production studio, um, which was phenomenal. I, I assume it's still very much uh, in use. But mm-hmm. I made some amateur films with, with some friends. Many of those friends went on to film school. I considered it, um, but I was more attracted to what some a place like Trinity could offer me, liberal arts education. I had far too many interests at that point and still now <laughs> to just go with that one course of, of going to film school, going to NYU, things like that. Um, that p- going farther back is probably my family that uh, kind of engendered my love of film. Yeah. I have a, uh, a cousin who's in the film industry, my, an older cousin. My dad has uh, various aunts and uncles, so his first cousins kind of became my uncles and aunts. Okay. And yeah. so I really uncle, my uncle Brian, even though he's a cousin, um, has been in Hollywood for a long time, yeah. and he's been successful, not wildly so, but he, someone that everyone in the industry, you know, a, a good percentage of them know, but yeah. you don't know him if I say his name, but we just grew up He's on the production side, or uh, the writing, yeah, and yeah, right, he actually, no creative, yeah. he was actually, he knows the Disney people, so he always pops up in their movies, so for example, if you go see McFarlane, which is a cross-country movie, mm-hmm. so it's also being a track coach, I, I recommend go seeing it, he's one of the, uh, the head coaches of, of the opposing uh, team that oh, they're running okay. against. So he's standing there next to Kevin Costner, right. screaming at his athletes. But so, so film was like kind of that's, that's interesting because, like you know, it it becomes a tangible thing when you know somebody who's responsible for producing these things, and they become a lot more real in your daily life as opposed to something so mythic and like huge and abstracted. It's really something you can connect with. That's I'll, uh, yeah, I'll try and give you an, an anecdote. Yeah. I don't remember what the film was, but he would always come home for holidays. He made family was important to him so he would find a way to fly home for the holidays 
and I always went to the film, went to uh, the movies with my parents, but we'd always try to go the day after Christmas while he was home to a movie. Yeah. There's always a blockbuster out around Christmas. Yeah. So we're sitting in the movie. I can't remember what it was, but as like, you know, the proverbial curtains are rising, which they would at Cine Studio, of course, um, he kind of leans over because he, he had mentioned while a trailer was happening, I don't know who what star was in the trailer, but he said, I saw him at a party this summer, X, Y, Z. You know, obviously I'm eating that up as, as a younger kid. And um, this is in high school when I've done some student filmmaking and, and been sort of successful, at least with my peers and people in town. And he says something like, you know, everyone in this audience thinks that's a completely different world, but you and I know that that's very achievable and that's, you know, that's nothing mythical, like you yeah. just said. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you say that, maybe I'll think, you know, think that way, but to be honest, it's still mythical to me. But he's seen the back end of it. Um, and that helped because yeah. I did. I got it from a, from a different angle. Yeah. Are uh, there a couple movies that had a big impact on you, like that you consider kind of like inspirational films or films that just like hit you and blew your mind of the way a story can be told and art can be expressed on a screen? Sure. I mean, there are tons. There's probably a ton. Yeah. Like, is there one or, um, or that, that really stands out? Well, I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you two that stand out for different reasons. The first time I saw lord of the rings the the scope of it yeah really blew me away and and that actually sort of steamrolled into me always buying dvds so i could watch the special features mm-hmm. because i obviously I, I loved the movie as many people do um but then hearing about how they were you know far over budget and you know yeah. doing an adaptation that no one thought would succeed and out in new zealand and, and creating new technology as they're making the film to get yeah. it done that blew me away. That was cool. So my DVD collection, no one buys DVDs anymore except me, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I was watching the special features. Um, the making of. The making of, yeah. 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 Not, you know, not, Commentaries not, and right. such. Yeah. Not, not just the bloopers, but it, it is fascinating if you're willing to sit through it to, to watch the movie with the director commentary on. I mean, um, especially a movie like that, a billion-dollar scale oh, kind yeah. of production and epic sweep of story and production cycle that, you know, filming the first three all oh, at once. All at the same time, and, exactly. Um, yeah, just an amazing feat. And and also, it, it wasn't derivative, as you say. Like, it was advancements in filmmaking and storytelling that, you know, opened up, you know, it, it was a step farther as opposed to a lot of movies that are kind of, like, lateral. Like, oh, I've seen that kind of thing before. This was, yeah, I, I had it's the different. same impression. Yeah. You're like, oh, that is, all right. That's a, good way, that's a good way of putting it, not being lateral, but actually being a step forward. Yeah. And, that so that that struck a chord. Um, another film from a from a storytelling standpoint, really, or probably a, a script and writing standpoint, is Good Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that movie, and you know, watching Matt Damon and Ben Affleck accept that Academy Award. If you haven't seen that video, YouTube it. Uh, they brought their mothers with them to the award ceremony, and and they're just two young kids that are from Boston, beyond excited to be winning, and they don't know yeah. how to contain themselves. And that kind of energy. There's obviously a lot of hard work, and that's the ideal for everybody and for most people. Um, that's another we, interesting example. It's really tangible. They yeah. were just young kids young. writing, had a dream to be in Hollywood, had some little success, and then blew up. The script is in the library at Trinity College. It's yeah. a section of our library. You can just pull up the script, and some things have changed from what's on screen. And It's cool thinking about it going from, from paper to screen and them fighting to stay involved and actually say, we want to be in the film. Yeah. Get Robin Williams, who has recently passed, of course, one of the the great supporting actor performances, yeah, um, maybe of all time. And Gus Van Zandt, great directing and great help with the story development. Good music, the whole thing, yeah, the whole yeah. thing came together. So okay, that's interesting. All the, the kind of genesis of the idea, your inspiration, the 
interactive live uh, and screen presented <laughs> horror film at, at uh, Halloween. What was the first film festival like? This is mm-hmm. spring of 2011 or sp- spring of 2012? 12. Spring okay. of 2012. So it was my senior year yeah. trying to do my self-designed thesis major and my last season of track and direct to film festival was so biting uh, off quite a few yeah probably more than i should have but yeah. here i am so it worked uh yeah it, it was tough from scratch I, I had to figure out what do you do to create a film festival of, of what we decided to grow to let's open it to everyone so essentially nationwide proportions any um, undergraduate filmmaker any undergraduate filmmaker okay. in in north america the, okay the reason for that only stipulation is the hard part about our festival was something that I fought for and had to fight other students on who got very much involved and therefore had to say I didn't want to run it, you know, as dictator. Um, we decided that you had to be present to have your film screened and to win. Okay. Or at least in, extenu- in extenuating circumstances, have someone close to you or close to your film representing you. We didn't want, and the award goes to, and there'd be a cricket, you know, yeah. and they're not there. And, and that us saying they're not here tonight because that's a huge rally kill. Yeah. And we weren't just screening the films. We were going right into an awards banquet. People are hanging out, eating. There's music while the judges are deliberating right then and there. A huge sense of anticipation. And it wouldn't work if, if no one was there to receive the film. But from the very first year, we had people applying from Texas, from California, from Utah, mm-hmm. from Arizona. Uh, upstate New York. How did you publicize it? That's got a specific question, but I, I'm interested just to see how you got the word out. Like, so obviously we, we, we attacked social media. Um, okay. I spent my training trip in Florida senior year while everyone was winter break trip while everyone was at, at the pool after practice. I was on the phone calling every film department in the country. Yeah. And that helped. The other thing that helped is the submissions platform that we use which is withoutabox.com giving them a free plug i guess um who has had a a kind of a a firm grip on the industry for a while so we use and we pay for the same platform that sundance film festival uses Hmm. it it, it can be kind of an industry standard which is now there are some other alternate options but with the uh the setup fee we also sort of paid for some publicity so most of those or, or many of those out west submissions that came from very quality student filmmakers came because they had accounts looking for film festivals and mm-hmm. our name popped up just like any other and they can click on it and see this is for undergraduates exclusively and there's prize money, maybe I have a shot. And if it came in and we watched it and it was good, we called back right away and said, hey, you're definitely in consideration. Just so you know, on whenever the first year was May 5th, on May 5th, you gotta be here. Mm-hmm. You know, can, you, can you do that? So once we, it, it's sort of like a college admissions process. We, we blasted out. They're trying to get accepted to us. Once we, we, we want to grab them. And then once they're interested, we need them to apply. And then when they apply, we have to decide what we like. And then once we decide what we like, in this case, we need them to come here. So then I have to re-pitch to them, hey, we want you to come. I need you to, con- to commit to flying out here, yeah. which was, little did I know, great practice for my job as a recruiter, <laughs> as a coach. Um, and it was difficult the first couple of years because I, we didn't have much to show for it. I mean, they were phenomenally successful. Everyone loved it who was here. But how do you translate that energy and convince someone who wasn't here that networking purposes, it will be great. Um, you'll have a ton of fun and feel great about your craft. It's going to inspire you. That Cine um, Studio is a great venue. That's the best venue you're you can gonna possibly You're going to have a great find. draw of people to see your film. How many films did, did you show that first year? We've always shown between 20 and 23 films, and that's based on running time. 
Okay. Because it's hard. There's to, a cap on the yeah. running time. What it, What is that? It's not a hard cap. It's about oh. th- three hours with it, with an intermission built in. So it's okay. really about two hours and 45 minutes of screen time. And so each film is 10, 10, 10, 10 or less. 10 or less. Okay. 10 or less. So there's a time limit of 10 minutes. Um, you know, we've had some great films that are three minutes, and we have many great films that are eight, nine, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, so then that that's a fun part, trying to split up, you know, which film goes where. Uh, but we have to cut off a lot of submissions that come in because – it, you wouldn't be able to digest that many short films in a row. Yeah, I imagine each year the competition to get films in has gotten greater. It's been interesting because the number of submissions hasn't always changed drastically, but the quality of submissions has gotten better and yeah. better. And they were good from the first year, but you know, last year, 2014, all of them were, un- were really... I mean, Trinity students have a very hard time getting into the festival, yeah. um, but that's because the quality of submissions is very good, so yeah. that's what it's all about. So tell me a little bit about the the movies that were you have three movies that are the top three uh, prize winners mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. year, um, Rena, Verbal Inhumanity, and Jinxie Jenkins, Lucky Lou. Now Jinxie Jenkins, that's a was a computer animated. It was. Yeah, that was an amazing looking film. Tell us a little bit about that. That was the the grand prize, prize winner. winner, grand prize winner. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. Tell us a little um, bit about that film. So that, that film came from Ringling College of Art and Design, which is in Florida. We've had now a couple... Ringling, like Ringling Brothers? Or Ringling? To be honest, I am not sure. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's in Florida. Very, yeah. you know, um, so it could be. It's a design school. Um, so part of, you know, many students that go, to, that go there uh, enroll for a film animation, uh, film and TV animation. They've had a... I'm, I'm not sure how they first heard about us. Uh, I know how this group of students heard about us from someone who had submitted and attended previously. Mm-hmm. Um, this film was very well done, very, very well done, as, as, as you've seen. And hopefully you guys can go online and check it out yourself and go on our YouTube page and, and follow all, all of those links. Um, but it also, you know, it was impressive regardless from an animation standpoint. The reason it won is that it was also a very tightly told story mm-hmm. in only two or three minutes, which is very hard to do. It's hard to get a, a full story across and make an impact in a short period of time. Yeah. Um, it, there's many feature films out there, of course. That's the main part of the sort of market that we um, take on Netflix or in the theater. And people are always trying to shorten films and, and cut it up, but you have room to play with. If you're doing a short film and trying to make it tight, it's just like writing a paper. A good professor will show you that the smaller the paper, the harder it is to write it well. Yeah, um, yeah. and concentrate it down to what the essence is. Exactly, like, what absolutely. are you trying to say? How do you say it? And and get out of the way of the story. So they took a pretty, uh, a somewhat simple com- concept of, of one guy who's got terrible luck and a girl who's got constantly good luck. Neither are happy with that situation, and they run into each other quite literally, and, and things unfold in, into chaos, but... Um, he thinks it'll be a disaster, but because she's there, things work out, and ultimately he has to do something to uh, to sort of save her. And again, pretty fast-paced, beautiful, yeah. um, and they executed it well. The music was great. I actually used the music. I reached out to to the student composer of that film, and we used his music um, in, in our most recent uh, you know big promo video, which features a lot of the films. We yeah. called the video TFF in Films. We hadn't really showcased the quality of submissions, you know, very well in years past. So we, we made a video specifically showing cuts of films from all the past years, and it ends with their film as the most recent winner, and the music ties in, yeah. and it works very well. And that film is on the Facebook page. Is that the main kind of site that, that people should, should access? I know there's a Trinity Film Festival 
main site yeah. that gives details. But what? How do you? How, yeah. do, how do people find out about uh, the Con- details? Constant updates. You should probably go to the Facebook page. So okay. just uh, facebook.com slash Trinity Film Festival or just search Trinity Film Festival. Um, you know, it'll pop up as arts entertainment venue, Hartford, Connecticut. We also have a website for those who are looking to submit um, or find out about sort of the schedule and the day of. That's just trinityfilmfestival.org. Um, we have a Twitter. We have, you know, everything that most people have these days. The Twitter is more just the source of film, anim- of, of film information, mm-hmm. so I recommend following it. Um, but the Facebook page is where you're going to get, yeah, definitely your constant uh, updates. Um, and there's a YouTube page, which you can scroll to, scroll through for various things from, you know, high-quality promotional videos to people running around on campus at Trinity College trying to get the word out, which are both very fun. As Great well. looking t-shirts this year. Of course. And uh, the, the ubiquitous stickers all stickers around campus everywhere. that are it's great a- logo, great great advertisement for the film festival. And we have all student um, designers on those on those projects mm-hmm. and um, they come to me with what 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 we're going to do differently this year to try and get the word out. And, uh, you know, was it last two years ago we had uh, marshmallows, which sounds crazy to to those of you listening, but we we put the logo on these giant gourmet marshmallows and put them everywhere around campus. It was an idea of a young student, <laughs> and it sounded crazy to me, but we went with it. It was a, it was a good deal. Um, and it got for, attention. From all accounts, yeah. A, the marshmallow tasted good, and B, it, it, everyone heard about it. Yeah. I had yeah, a, yeah. alums writing back to me, did you guys really – is that Photoshopped, or did you have marshmallows with the Trinity Film Festival logo around canvas? I said, believe it or not, we do. <laughs> and uh, it worked, though. It so worked. preview this year for us. We have Friday night, opening night, mm-hmm. uh, reception for filmmakers. And is that open to other students? So and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the Friday night before, um, we kind of bill it as sort of a, a reception for the accepted filmmakers because many of them are, are coming in from, from far away, so they, they will come the day before. Uh, it's also just a celebration of Cine Studio and what that theater means, means to us. Um, regionally, nationally, and uh, as a campus uh, outlet. So all the, the Cine Studio staff volunteers are invited, the Cine Studio board, um, the film department at Trinity. It's open to everyone, but we're really trying to make it a, a pro Cine Studio night. It's a lot of fun. Um, we show then, which we're waiting to confirm in the next two weeks is when the, the flyer will go out. It might even be the end of next week, uh, showing the Cine Studio schedule. But we, we show and plan to show the Academy Award-nominated short films that night. Um, we've done that in, years, in, in the past couple of years. So you go and you celebrate Cine Studio. We talk about the film festival. We um, honor the accepted filmmakers. And then you go watch, um, you know, what the best, uh, what we have dubbed at least, the best filmmakers in the country do for okay. short films yeah. uh, at the and Academy Awards. A neat opportunity for students to meet those filmmakers and, you know, not only recognize their contribution, but just, you know, introduce Excellent. themselves and talk about who they are, where they're coming from, their school, their artwork. That's a neat, neat opportunity. And, and to be honest, Kevin, that might be the best part about the whole, the yeah. whole thing. Um, yeah. Them interacting. Um, we always pull together a professional film panel, which I won't announce anything because we haven't announced anything officially yet, but okay. we, we always try to bring in um, the best panel possible. And they were always so impressed because we, we, we do very little preview for them of what the films are. So they have to come and make that decision. And they're, they, they often don't know, you know, what what to expect. Um, so then they start talking with these student filmmakers, like, "Hey, you guys are pretty good at this." Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's what it's all about. We often also try to do a, a guest filmmaker screening either Friday earlier in the day or Thursday. Again, that's not nailed down yet. It, these kinds of things often come together, which makes me, you know, have gray hair, but not literally. <laughs> but it feels like it. Um, they often not, not do not come together until mid-April because so many people in the film industry 
don't know their schedule more than a month in advance. Yeah. So yeah. we're in contact with people all the time, and then it comes down to, in these next three weeks, really, who can come, you know, what kind of film star could show up. And uh, there's a lot of people around the country who know about Trinity Film Festival, mm-hmm. which, is, which is pretty cool. Well, congratulations to that. That's Thank great. you very much. So that, that Friday reception, May the 1st, and then May the mm-hmm. 2nd, we have the main event. Main um, event. What, what's the kind of breakdown yeah. for, for that afternoon and so evening? I'll give, you, I'll give you the whole day in, in brief. Our accepted filmmakers arrive on campus in the morning. Um, you know, we, we show them around Trinity. We, we give them a little tour. Uh, at 2.30, we actually continue the... Uh, we either show a film of sort of our choosing, a feature film, like maybe an independent film, but usually we, we actually show the anim- animated um, Academy Award shorts. So either the night before or, or that Saturday afternoon, we show live action and animated. And then that rolls pretty much right into uh, doors opening, red carpet, music playing at about 4.30 um, mm-hmm. for Trinity Film Festival. Screenings will start at 5 o'clock, short intermission. Um, they'll run right through till about 8 o'clock. So people take a break. There'll be food there at the intermission. But it, it's nice. It's not hard to sit through because every 10 minutes you're getting in something new. Yeah. Um, and then boom, like that. It's over, and we're headed to uh, the Terrace Rooms, if you're familiar with Trinity College, which many of you probably are listening. Head to the Terrace Rooms in Mather Hall. Um, the whole place is done up. There's music. It's catered. People are dressed up, and we, we recommend going all the way, you know, black tie. Um, dress to impress. Dress to impress. Right. That's the slogan. I love it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then they're waiting until uh, about 9 o'clock when the awards are announced. So it's it's a fun anticipatory hour or so uh the filmmakers are sort of introduced again mm-hmm. after people have seen the films and that might be the most fun um hour of the entire thing because yeah. they feel like you know it's the coolest thing in the world for them people are asking them about their movies people from that were involved in the film maybe the actors or or the editors are there as well um they really start to appreciate what they do and get recognition for it and um we got a lot of Hartford audience, um, you know, great Hartford area people coming, and, and they're, they're excited to talk to these kids. Um, and then the awards come out. It's impossible to predict. And it's mm-hmm. always been impossible to predict who's going to win. Um, who's the pa- – you, you, I know you talked about the personnel on the panel, but you have two or three people judging, or what is the – Four to six. Four to six, okay. Yeah, so it's hard for them. I mean, they, yeah. they – I usually have to go in and say, guys – it's been 64 minutes. We need to uh, get some need, winners yeah, announced. We need here. to get it out um, because they're getting restless, and they kind of look at me like, "Are you serious? This is hard." I said, "I know, but you got to pick a winner." Yeah. Um, because we, so we do. I should have announced this earlier. Best, best picture, um, the grand prize, fifteen hundred dollars, thousand dollars for second place, five hundred dollars for third place. So that's one, two, and three. We also do an, an audience choice award, which the audience votes on, of course. We do best director, best cinematographer, best writer best actor and best sound mm-hmm. so there are multiple awards everyone's getting a, a plaque um, it, it's it's a nice gesture for everyone involved and it, you can't make everyone a winner and it is a competition um, but they all are recognized and they feel something special because of that the film that that came in second last year um, verbal inhumanity actually a student from Connecticut College he's the only submission we've ever had from Connecticut College mm-hmm. um, and he uh, was quite literally stunned. <laughs> really? He was very excited to be accepted, and he sent an email, extremely appreciative. He was surprised. It's a different film, and to be honest, the the panel of judges kind of talked themselves, like, hey, you know what I kind of liked, which was different, was this one, and someone else said, yeah, I, you know, I kind of like that too, and they sort of 
it built momentum, which is what happens with any kind of voting yeah. uh, system. And they were like, we really like this. We, if we all agree, we should give this kid something. So he worked his way up to second place from yeah. being on the fringe. <laughs> so he was was borderline stunned to get accepted and was so appreciative. Kid dressed up, looked great. And when his name was announced and I shook his hand to give him the award, I was almost taken aback because I, th- I was expecting him to be thrilled. And I was like, this kid is not even excited. It's because he was speechless. He was shocked. quite literally yeah. shocked. He was floored. Wow. Um, and he wrote, a, a, you know, the day after or maybe two days later, a very nice email saying this this is one of the best days I've ever had. And, and that's it's what it's a, about. Yeah. That's it's an incredible about. venue to showcase undergraduate filmmaking talent. And uh, I know it's, you know, well attended and supported and, you know, it's bigger and better this year. And just I know it'll be a huge success yet again and keep growing. Yeah. And it's a it's a huge thing you've done to give give this uh, gift along with other people who work so hard with you absolutely um, to give this event to the campus the, the big uh, slogan we use internally at least is for students by students so I'm no longer a student obviously I, I began the thing and I happen to still be here to help it continue um, but we have students every year volunteering their time which is away from their athletic field or their class or the other clubs and it's a lot of hard work um, we've kept it for students which is is hard um, and we're still working on, you know, where it lives at Trinity College and how to make it continue. But every year they're working hard and uh, and then make some really special things happen. We could always use more support. We're going to hopefully continue to get support. If you ever yeah. want to reach out, contact at trinityfilmfestival.org. We'll be happy to talk with you. And how do you get tickets? Right now, and it has been for the last four years, and people have talked about changing this because they think it's an absolute steal. Um, not a steel that's making the sirens go off in the background, but it's free and open to the public. Yeah, it's oh, it, free, okay. free and open to the public. Yeah. So um, you come in, we you know we take a tally, but yeah. when, when, if you're entering 4:30 or on, you can come in and out. The only way we would change it is um, probably non-students pay a small fee and you get a ticket and you can come and go as you please still. Um, and it's the perfect venue for those who haven't been in the studio. A, drop everything and go there right now. Um, B, it's in the spring, so the, you know we've been lucky. It's been beautiful weather, so you walk outside and you see the chapel. You're on the quad. It's 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 really. It couldn't happen without that. Yeah. Um, so a huge plug for Sin Studio again. 45th anniversary this weekend. If you're in town in Hartford, um, and if you want to go into their their website, um, and and look into ways to donate to help that theater improve, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes off without a hitch and is another huge success this year. So do I. So do I. Thank you.